What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Tokenized TV podcast, where I'll be going over analysis and insights of disruption happening in the digital asset ecosystem, along with updating you guys with the most recent news. From the state of the market to decentralized finance, to NFTs, utility tokens, all the way to mass adoption, we'll be sure to cover it all here on Tokenized TV. All right, everyone. So in today's episode, we're going to be doing something a little different from the usual. We're not directly going to be talking about any specific crypto projects today, but instead I wanted to talk with you guys about the whole digitization of assets and tokenization of the world. Now, those phrases might sound cool and all, and you've probably heard them come from a lot of these macro investors that you guys might listen to. But what does it all really mean? And why is it being seen as such a huge deal from people around the world? Well, we're going to get right into that. But before I get started, I just got to remind you all real quick. I'm not a financial advisor and therefore nothing you ever hear or read from me should be taken as financial or investment advice. But now that we got that out of the way, let's get right to it. So tokenization, it sounds kind of like a silly thing at first, doesn't it? It kind of sounds like you're going to turn something into a Chuck E. Cheese token. Well, I mean, that's half right, actually. The process of tokenization pretty much refers to anything, specifically assets that are just getting digitized and becoming assets that live on a blockchain. So pretty much any crypto network today that you think of, whether it be Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Dogecoin, whatever, the ownership and underlying utilities of that network is already tokenized through each of their native tokens, which also show some form of true fractionalized ownership to that network's asset through a distributed ledger unlike say maybe a stockbroker where on paper it says yes you did buy a stock of apple but if that stockbroker were to say burn down and fold one day well good luck getting your money back or even trying to prove that you held apple stock you never truly owned it it was the stockbroker that just gave you an iou handout of apple that shows up in your brokerage account. And so fractionalized ownership. So the beautiful thing about crypto and tokenization is that everything can pretty much be divided infinitely into small fractions. And beyond that, tokenization would also mean that assets would be easily accessible on a global scale. So for example, right now, if you were to say live in Brazil and you wanted to invest in Amazon, well, not only are you going to need at least the equivalent amount of one Amazon stock in Brazilian reels, but you'd also need to take a minute to even find a way to securely invest across borders without getting absolutely fucked in management fees. Otherwise, the only Amazon you're going to be investing in down there is maybe the Amazon rainforest. The idea of fractionalized ownership and globalized assets mean that anyone can participate and be given an equal opportunity at any given time. So someone in a G20 nation could invest, I don't know, like $5 million and someone else could be in a less financially developed country, say Argentina, or they could put in five boulevards and these two would still be given the same opportunity for gains and losses. Now, on top of all that, our current financial system is actually very slow and outdated. If anyone does stocks or just invests in the legacy market, most of you guys would know uh, these these transaction settlements for securities take about two days to actually settle to make sure there's no double spending glitch or anything. It's honestly quite ridiculous we even have to do all that. Like, it's the 21st century. 
And funny enough, I'm actually waiting my two days out at the moment to get some of my stocks to buy this most recent dip. But back to the point. This is another one of the key parts where tokenization really changes all this. Can you imagine the freedom and ease of all the financial sectors would have if settlements could be instant and automatically settled without someone on the other end to verify? And by finance, I mean more than just financial assets, but even currencies. The reason we have to wait so long and pay such ridiculous fees to even transfer money overseas, it's all just because they got to make sure the double spend doesn't happen. So your money is just chilling in a Nostra Vostra account until the system's ready to handle the transfer into an account cross-border, which again is absolutely bullshit. It's the 21st century. This doesn't just extend into the finance world though, including currencies now. Far from it. When I talk about tokenization of the world, I mean everything and quite literally everything. And if we go back to assets, well, an asset is a very broad term. You may define one thing as an asset, but someone else might see that as junk and vice versa. So like a YouTube, a YouTube creator would probably see the ownership of their channel and their content as one of the greatest assets in their lives. Car fanatics would probably see some old sports cars that retain and rise in value and asset. For example, like a 1969 Dodge Charger or a fourth generation Toyota Supra. So I'd like you guys to think about NFTs in their current stage and what they really are. So NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Well, from what we've seen in the NFT marketplaces so far like OpenSea and SoRare, we've seen digital art becoming an asset on the blockchain with a value dependent on the supply and demand of it. But art's really just the start of it. I mean, if you can tokenize the value and ownership of art in its digital state, think of all the other possibilities you're opening up. You can now pretty much give value to the ownership of anything in an infinitely divisible amount with instant settlements because now you don't need a middleman. For example, if you're trying to transfer a stock from a brokerage to another brokerage, that can take anywhere from about three days to two weeks. Two whole fucking weeks. Do you know how much can happen in these markets in two hours, let alone two weeks? And if we go back into the NFT side of this, this straight up just fits perfectly into the musical and content creator industry as we were just talking about. We've already started to kind of see this with what Tory Lanez, Paris Hilton, and even Melania Trump hopping into the space. And there's a lot of crypto projects that have started from that to tokenize the entire industry and connect creators with their fans even closer than before. By turning things like music videos, tickets, digital merchandise, and even exclusive snippets and leaks into tokenized assets with value, this allows creators to not just globally connect closer with their fans and build actual communities where they can trade each content creator's content as an asset, but it also brings a bunch of the power back and the revenue to the creators who are working their asses off to provide entertainment for us instead of the middleman taking huge cuts. For example, in the music industry, it's estimated that only about 12% of the total money, total revenue generated in the, mu in the music industry actually make it back to the artists. And I probably don't even have to say, but without the artists, that industry does not exist. So now let's say uh, maybe Drake hosts a concert. Well, now he can get his whole community of fans to fund the tour with the Drake community token. And in return, if that concert does well, the Drake community token rises. 
And the ones who help fund the concert would then be incentivized things like private meet and greets or an opportunity to hop into the studio with Drake. And if we want to talk more about tokenizing the entertainment industry, let's take a look at a franchise, for example, like Fast and Furious. So let's say Universal is making another Fast and Furious film, but now the ownership to this movie is tokenized. So fans can now fund all the production through buying some equity in this movie, and they'll probably get to voice their own opinions and likings or suggestions to this movie because, well, these movies are made for the fans, right? And then once the movies are fully produced, the fans in the community who help fund, advertise, or do anything to help with the progress could get something in return like early access to watch the premiere or access to deleted scenes as an NFT or maybe even getting to meet the cast of the movie and maybe even better yet, get a preview to the sequel. Now, some of you are probably gonna be like, why the fuck would I help pay for a movie? They can just do that shit themselves. Well, my answer would be fans are willing to pay money to support things they like and especially more so if there's an incentive. I mean, just look at OnlyFans. If there's guys willing to pay to see naked girls out there that they'll probably never meet, there's probably even more people out there who would want to support their favorite content creators and entertainment sources. For example, I'm a huge fan of an R&B artist, Bryson Tiller. If he were to host a tour where the community members could help him fund and set the whole thing up, and they would be incentivized to do so with meet and greets or a chance to hang out with Bryson, or even offer him a pitch to your business idea and get leaks of his unreleased music, fuck it, take my money. And that's just sort of one part of the entertainment industry in aggregate. We haven't even mentioned gaming or the future of the metaverse yet. The gaming industry over the last year has seen tokenization in play to earn games. If we look back to like Axie Infinity back in Q3-ish of 2021 when it really blew up, there were literally people in the Philippines quitting their sweatshop jobs because they were making much more playing a game than working for like 12 hours a day. The idea of play-to-earn gaming might still sound kind of bullshit and maybe even stupid to some people, but for those of you guys, I just want you to take a look at the whole gaming industry over the past five years and look at not just the growth in gamers, but also the revenue that's been growing. And this isn't going to slow down at all. In fact, the opposite. It's just going to exponentially grow faster and faster. Think of the impact and adoption of gaming back from the 2000s to 2010s and just look at what's happening now. There's colleges having esports teams and even scholarships for them now. And if we want to talk about distributed ledgers in tokenized gaming, well, by integrating DLT into the gaming industry, this is going to help a bunch with all those hacked accounts where we hear in gaming, there's those bugs where people lose access to their hard-earned characters or items that they've paid real money for. Since everything's permanent and immutable on a distributed ledger, anything that happens, you can check and confirm. And again, this is just one of the infinite amount of industries and subsectors that will be disrupted by tokenization. But of course, the biggest one still being the world of finance and assets, because technically, because this is what our new financial system is going to become. Now, when I say that, I don't mean you're going to go to your local Walmart to buy your groceries in Bitcoin or Algorand or anything like that. What I'm talking about, though, are tokenized currencies. So closer to like stable coins or CBDCs. Though, I mean, I hope one day we can all go to our local Walmart and buy our groceries in Bitcoin or any other alts. 
And this is where the whole regulators saying, oh, but it's untraceable drug money FUD. It's just absolutely bullshit. You can literally track and see every transaction in near real time for just about 99% of all these blockchains out there. And remember, these transactions stay on chain forever. Like you can go back to the first transaction made from Satoshi Nakamoto's wallet. It's actually pretty cool. It's the first ever crypto transaction, the one that started all this. Most times banks just throw away all your transaction history with them after about seven years of closing your account. And then of course there's cash, which well, if you want to talk about untraceable drug money, but now a lot of you guys are probably thinking, why wouldn't they just all do this on a centralized blockchain that they can control? Because remember, these things are happening at a global scale. Could you imagine if one centralized country was given all that power to basically be the center point of pretty much all the world's financial assets? There'd probably have to be a big ass war for a country to gain that level of dominance. That's not only going to require all these countries to make a decision in full agreement and cooperation in a way that we've never seen before. But also, again, just remember all the trust you're going to have to put in that one centralized chain. Imagine if some shit were to go down in that country. The entire financial markets are at risk now. Like, imagine if one country was given all the power of the Internet. That just can't happen. So, yes, it is going to have to be a decentralized chain. But if we talk about tokenized fiat currency, well, each region would probably have its own chain for that, as we've seen with some CBDCs. So this would also be a big benefit to CBDCs as programmable money, because this basically means smart money. This is probably more of something on the smart contract side. But with this, we can now program our wallets to automatically pay our bills on a certain date once a certain amount of money is reached in our wallets. And it probably looks something like if wallet has over $5,000 on February 19th, then pay Verizon $400. Or maybe a if checkings account has over $3,000 and Bitcoin is below 40K, invest $500 every Friday. And also this would help a bunch with the whole tax avoidance stuff too. And no, I'm not a fan of taxes and I think it's absolutely bullshit to tax gains. You're literally punishing people for supporting growth and innovation. But regardless, we can't escape taxes and this tokenization of currencies will make that even harder to do so. Because now each wallet can be programmed to automatically pay their taxes at the start of every tax season. And because of the tokenization of currencies, all anyone really needs to get started now is a wallet address. This is going to massively help those who are unbanked either by choice because of distrust of the banking system, and rightfully so, or just because of an unfortunate situation like some less developed countries or just a bank refusing to have you as a customer, which I think is pretty fucking bullshit. Like our legacy, like in our current legacy systems, there's so much basic essential things you don't have access to without a bank account. They really shouldn't be allowed to just deny someone access unless, of course, they're doing some illegal shit. But now let's talk about some of the other aspects of tokenization in some less conventional and some ways that maybe people haven't quite thought about yet. So first off, tokenized documents and files for global trade and contracts. This is one thing that, while might sound really boring, it's one that would speed up and securitize the world of global trade and agreement signings by miles. 
Because now you don't have to wait for files to send across borders and have to wait like five business days, nor do you have to run the risk of signing of possibly signing some bullshit online documents using a middleman where you have to worry about whether it's going to just run off with your money. And a perfect example of tokenizing the entire global trade and documentation industry is Zinfin Network with Inigo, which is an application built on top of them, if you guys would like to check that out. But now let's take it a step further. Let's take a look at a city block in Times Square, New York. Put a value on that city block. Chances are you're grossly underestimating it. Think of all that's in a city block in aggregate. It's beyond just the property. The revenue the malls and restaurants built on top of it would generate and the real estate that it provides to hundreds if not thousands of citizens. What if you were to tokenize that city block and have the ownership in there divided into fractions so that people around the world who want to fund and support the growth in that respective city block can do so, and that way fund the development and growth in that city, and then everyone who participates is incentivized with things maybe like half off certain restaurants or priority to events that happen in the city, or maybe just a cut in some of the revenue generated from the new innovations on the block. Now again, some of you may be asking, why the fuck would anyone pay to improve their city? That's not their job. That's not my job. Well, first off, if you're living in a city, wouldn't you want your opinion heard about what could make it better overall and a more safer and enjoyable experience to live there? And secondly, newsflash. If you're paying taxes, you're already doing just that. Only with government taxation in our shitty legacy finance system, we never see what our taxes are funding and along with that we usually don't get shit in return scratch that we never get shit in return now look at this system where people who want to join and help fund can do so and actually get something back in return while also having the chance to voice their opinions on what sort of development should be made maybe more stores or a bigger gym or more investments into keeping the city clean Everyone now gets a chance to participate and be rewarded for their contribution, whether it be the value of the ownership in that block going up, dividend payouts, or just some redeemable rewards in that block. This doesn't mean we're straight up cutting out governments, though. That would be a lot bigger of a task. Rather, we're allowing the public to have a little more of a say in the industrialization and development of these cities. But we could also scale this down a bit and maybe take a look at the ownership of, say, a large mansion that becomes tokenized. This isn't as much of a self-sustaining incentive, but let's say a total of 10 people want to split the ownership of this mansion. Their ownership of that property is now forever engraved onto the blockchain. But not only that, the conditions of the house, when it was last renovated, and the value of that mansion at any given moment is now forever engraved into a blockchain. Because as we know, the housing market rose by an average of 25 to 30% over the past year. But it's pretty hard to actually check the exact value of your home. Pretty much, you get a statement on your property taxes once a year telling you the market value of your home, and that's about it. So the possibilities for tokenization are pretty endless. Just about anything someone views as an asset, they could essentially create value out of it by dividing the ownership of it onto a global scale. This can range from something like tokenizing diamonds onto a blockchain, which crypto exchange LCX has already begun doing, or to even tokenizing the entire GDP of a whole ass country, where everyone who participates could maybe get a deduction on their taxes or something. Or maybe in China's case, you could get a little bump up on your social credit score. But remember, it's not just the world of finance it's going to disrupt. 
It's the whole ownership of everything at the global level. Because now you can invest in the growth of, say, an African company working to provide clean water in some of their less developed areas while you're sitting at home in, let's say, California. And in return, you not only get some of the revenue back that this company is generating, maybe you get a free trip down to Africa, but you also get to watch your investment actually better this world and make it a better place to, for everyone to live around the world. Because remember, even with all these economies around the world, at the end of the day, we're all one and one is all. We're all part of this globalized economy on Earth, and all of us play a role in this con in the continued growth of all this, no matter how big or how small. And that's what I really mean when I say tokenization of the world. But anyways, that's pretty much it for a little talk on tokenization today. But this definitely won't be the last time we'll, we'll be going over this topic, as we've just done kind of a general introduction into this for now. There's still so much to cover with tokenizing everything and so much development happening in there. But for now, that's all I've got for you guys today. Hope everyone got something good out of it, no matter what it may be. And remember to hit that like and follow button if you liked what you heard. I do my best to bring you guys the most factual-based content from this space as we continue to watch it disrupt our modern world structure. And also, don't forget to check me out on some of my other content platforms. You guys can connect and keep up to date with me on my Twitter, Instagram, and Telegram. Or if you want more fundamental analysis content, check me out on Medium for some more articles and my YouTube for some more videos. And this can all be found at Tokenizer. But until next time, guys, stay safe out there and keep grinding. Peace.